I was wondering where the hell are the other two people? Great. It was a little different. There should be a book. What? What? This episode brought to you by the letter, the letter F. F. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Laura. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Kim. This is Nikki. And I'm Louise. Hi, and welcome to the Best Parts Podcast, where we invite you to pull up a chair and think about your best parts, which are all your parts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our very first episode of The Best Parts. Let's start with a little origin story time. Five women walked into a room with 60 other women. This was back in January of 2020 when you could still hug strangers with their permission. It was the kickoff in-person retreat for the Courageous Living Coaching Certification Program, and that's where our story together begins. At the retreat, we found out who we would be masterminding with, and the five of us became the Magnificent Seven. More about that one later. While we were there together, we didn't get to really know each other. And when we got home, the program began in earnest. We dove into the intensity of training, which was coaching, being coached, learning, making mistakes, and most importantly to our story, connecting. And from this common point of contact, the five of us have forged a new family together. We have created a space of safety, vulnerability, curiosity, and love, which gives us permission to fully own who we are. The best parts are all the parts, and because of these women, I have come to see that being different isn't wrong. Every person on the planet is different, with unique points of view and experiences. The strength comes from owning who you are, your thoughts, your actions, and your beliefs, and connecting to others in a genuine, loving way. So I'm going to ask you all to hop in your way, way back machines and go back to Petaluma in January, before COVID, before quarantine, back to where we all met at that awesome retreat. When you were walking into that room or even getting on the plane, what was going on with you? I walked into that room and I was like, holy crap, I love this. These are my people. I am surrounded by women that are like-minded and I can't wait to figure out who I'm going to connect with. And someday I want to be in charge of one of these groups. Like I was like lit up and on fire from the beginning. It was awesome. It showed Sarah. We like we could tell that you were like, I am here. I'm ready to be in charge. And I love you all. And you freaked me out. (laughs) Yeah, me too. For sure. For sure. You're welcome. Am I the only one not happy to be there? Well, maybe. Tell us more about that, Laura. So first of all, I would, I'm like actually Sarah in this regard, I would have preferred to be in charge rather than actually be there trying to meet people individually. Meeting people individually is really hard for me. I would rather be on a stage and speaking in front of 500 people than in a cocktail party. And this situation felt more like a cocktail party and I was like super uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I meet you on the uncomfortable part and I too am more comfortable in front of a group. I'm okay one-on-one, but if I don't know the individuals and there's a large group of people, it, it's really intimidating. And I also set myself up to have a roommate and I've never had a roommate that I'm not married to. So that was really <laughs> kind of intimidating too. Thankfully, she ended up to be awesome. Big shout out to my lovely Lori. But it it was it was scary. And I... Yeah. I mean, a little bit of me would have preferred to have been in that role of leader, but when I, <laughs> when I was given that opportunity to lead the group in a little line dance. Oh, the dancing. Oh, that's, the right. dancing. that's right. Yes. You weren't so thrilled about that. 
Well, that was like, it took me a little bit by surprise. And I was still, you know, having a moment of, oh my God, am I here? Well, and it was, for me, it was funny because I packed and repacked so many times because I was like, what are people going to be wearing? Like, oh yeah. And it's January, but they said Petaluma is cool. And what do I do? And how am I going to fit in? What if I'm wearing the wrong thing? What if I bring all sweatshirts and it's 80 degrees? And so I had a lot of fitting in anxiety before I got there. And then I walked into the room and I was like, oh, okay. Kind of like Sarah, these are my people. I feel like I belong here. I don't know where yet, but thank goodness I'm here. It's that walking in a room and looking for somebody to make eye contact with you with the same level of terror, right? Mm -hmm. Like who is exactly as scared as I am right now because we're best friends? Yes. What was it like for you to walk in the room, Louise? Uh, What the fuck (laughs) (laughs) am I doing here? Uh, honestly, like, right. Like I beelined for a corner. I think I stood in the corner because I don't do crowds. Like I am like the introverted introvert. Right. And so walking into a room with only a handful of Canadians. So I don't even know, never been to California. Right. Like, I don't even know what the hell is going on. Questioning why I'm even there. But knowing like, right, like deep somewhere deep down inside, this was the right thing for me. But like, like when you guys are talking about, right, like the memories and the things that went on that weekend, it's like, I have very little recollection until somebody says something. I go, oh yeah, I think I remember that. I was all inside, right? The only thing I could think of was get out of your corner and go talk to someone, anyone, right? I was the exact opposite of that, Louise. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to move my chair between every session and sit next to someone new and make sure that every single person in this place I talk to and that I have a connection with. And yeah, I was (laughs) so opposite. This is like classic introvert, extrovert, right? Like if you need, (laughs) oh my God, yes. And the difference, this is a perfect way to do that. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny, Sarah, I remember the time when you pulled your chair up near to where I was sitting. (laughs) My inclination was to pull away, oh, <laughs> not because what? of you, but because I, because I was like, oh my God, she's going to make me fucking talk. <laughs> I was just trying to process. <sighs> it, it, was, it was totally, it was so funny. It wasn't personal though. It was not personal. I really wanted to get to know you, but I was terrified because your personality is so big and beautiful that it was like, oh my God, what do I do with it? I, I can't measure up to that. Yes, you can. But isn't that interesting though, because it, it was, she's different than me and I have to measure up. But really, Kim, you are such a beautiful human being just as you are that I would never want you to be Sarah. I'm glad Sarah is Sarah, but I, I don't want you to be her because that, that'd be weird. The world can only handle one. <laughs> that's a story. True story. That's exactly what threw my head. I think that's what is so cool about this whole process is the learning that no matter how we show up, we are the most beautiful selves that we are. And that's what's really cool. It's like we're taking this little experiment called the Magnificent Seven. <laughs> With five of us. Yeah. With five of us and taking it beyond the five of us. Well, and I promised we would explain why we're the Magnificent Seven, even though there's five. (laughs) I'm still waiting for the other two people to show up. It's my imaginary friends, David and Kathy. (laughs) Actually, not that interesting of a story, but I feel like we have made it interesting because of how (laughs) weird we are about it. I was going to say, I I never had this concern, so you all go ahead and tell the story. (laughs) 
I got it immediately. Laura, it's because it's because it's your parts. Your parts take up the trip. Yeah, there you go. All my parts, they uh, they're on it. Well, I just remember we were because we're a Marco Polo family, and that's how we connect. And I remember Louise getting on Marco Polo and being like. It took me a long time to realize that we were assigned Mastermind 7. I was wondering where the hell are the other two people? I laughed. <laughs> we have so to hard. report them. <laughs> yeah. We have right, to report exactly. them for not showing up. <laughs> exactly. Well, and how it happened was we were batting around these ideas and we were thinking about the number seven because we were group number seven. And I just said, well, there's that movie, The Magnificent Seven. And somehow it stuck, which is a little odd because it's a big burly man western <laughs> true story <laughs> that's that's how it seriously it's not interesting but we made it interesting <laughs> i think it's the word magnificent because we really like stepped into that magnificent word it wasn't about the movie it was about how freaking awesome our group was a true story was on that about seven i mean seven is like a heavenly number and we were this obviously like a heavenly group true story very true <laughs> Well, I'm going to hop back to something that Sarah just mentioned about Marco Polo and the magic of the connection that we have made from there, because that really, even more than our monthly check-in times, I personally, I feel like that is how we have created this depth in connection. And because of that, I'm curious how that magical word connection and community, how those have changed for you. Honestly, in the last several months, I... I am 41 years old and I've had a lot of people in my life. I'm, as you know, as we've discussed, I'm an extrovert. I'm a college coach. I have a lot of people that I've connected to through social media or through different organizations, but I've never had really super close friends until January of 2020 when I met some amazing women. And I would just have to say like the four of you got me started in this Marco Polo world <laughs> And I just felt so connected to each of you in a different way. And then to us as a group, I feel like I'm finally at that place that I have really close friendships and connections. And I, it, it took me 41 years to get there, but maybe it was worth the wait. Well, and it's interesting what you said, because we are connected as a group and I am connected to all of you very individually, but it's never like, oh, this one's my best friend today. You know, it's not, you kind of get that mentality sometimes in groups, yeah. like you kind of pair off here and there. And it's never felt that way for me. Yeah. It's been a beautiful experience for me personally to not only be able to lean in and be a part of the group, but to really learn how I want to show up and how I want others to show up for me as well, really deepen some friendships that I have and step outside my comfort zone in all sorts of ways in terms of building relationships, which is fascinating because I've been doing that primarily from the isolation of my home. <laughs> because <laughs> right? we've been doing this, we've been building this during, you know, the first five months of COVID. Yeah. yeah. And Kim, you said something really interesting there. It's like, that, that you, that we, I think as adults, at least for me anyways, is that we have to learn, right? Like, like unlearn almost what it means to be and have friends as a child, which is very different than having friends, building relationships and being very intentional as an adult, especially in friendships. And I think that's for me as well is having that realization and then taking a step back to look at how do I want to show up in a friend relationship? 
And I, I, I never did that before. Like for me, my, my word for 2020, right. Was connection. And I've tried. <laughs> me too. Right? Me right? Like, yeah. And I, tr- I tried so hard before CLCC to make friends. Like I actually had goals, right? Like this year, 2019, I'm going to make three new friends. And I don't know how to do that. <laughs> we, there should be a book. It's my story is a little different about friends. And I, I, I just want to kind of speak into that. I remember when I was a child, my mother saying, Laura can never have more than one friend at a time because it turns into a fight. And so I gave up on the whole friend thing a long time ago. And then I had joined an online eating program and the community that they built was so amazing. And I found myself held and cradled and able to actually deal with my weight for the first time in 50 years. And what was so jaw dropping was to feel a sense of community with other people. These people knew exactly who I was. We had the exact same issue and it was all done online. And this was before COVID. So I was lucky that I came to this space with, with already having learned how to have adult friends. I had created a story that, oh, the reason I have all these friends now is because we're all food addicts and we all get that. But the five of you or the five of us, the four of you are not food addicts. So it allowed me to grow even further into my ability and give me more confidence that I actually could make friends as an adult. So I was lucky that I already have a slate of friends, but this has been even more beautiful because it shows me that I can figure this out outside of, you know, having an addiction as the, as the case may be. So it's, it's just been a beautiful experience. One thing I wanted to say that you brought from your other program hit me so deep in my heart when you said you have learned to come all the way in and sit all the way down. And that right. is what we are doing in this group. And like, that's how I feel about all of us is we've come all the way in, we've sat all the way down and we want to teach other people to do that too. Well, and part of that for me was, oh, we can make friends as grownups. This is cool. And they're deep and they're important. And for me, this space is a place that I have learned to trust that I can be seen and that I am seen and I am loved because I used to feel like I would have to prove myself like, oh, I'm, I'm worthy of being part of the group. I'm worthy of you seeing me. I'm worthy to show up here. And so then I had to prove to myself as well that I was worthy of all those things. And then what mattered was if people didn't show up for me, then that meant that I wasn't loved. I wasn't important and I wasn't truly connected. And the most powerful thing that Sarah said to me, and every time I talk about it, I tear up because I never would have thought that her looking at me and saying, I see you would have been a pivot point for me in relationship. Because when I felt seen, I was all the way in and sitting all the way down because I'm like, they know me here and they accept me and they love me. How many other people were sitting there nodding their heads along as Nikki was talking? (laughs) Right. I mean, seriously, like, yes, all that. Absolutely. I hope there's people listening to this too that are nodding their head like, yeah, I get that. Well, and it was a realization I couldn't have literally until Sarah said, I see you. I had no idea that that's what I needed. And, and, you know, and that feeds into this idea that we had about the best parts and having a place with our community, with our group, having a place in the world where we get to be all of our parts without having to change, without having to be judged, without having 
any other things tied to that. We, we have a space and we've created a community amongst ourselves where we get to be all of our parts whenever, whenever we want. And, and I think for me, that's like this space is something that I don't get anywhere else in my life because I'm always feel like I'm being judged or judging myself. And, and, and this is a place, a space, a time for myself to really start to look at all of my parts and, and not, not want to change any of it. You get to be curious, right? You get to be curious about them instead of judging when something comes up. Yeah. And as we started the conversation about whether or not to even do this podcast together, when we landed on this idea of the best parts, I knew I was 100% all in because not only do I feel so much the same, I am excited about having somebody listen in and hear that all of their parts are beautiful because it's true, listener, all your parts are beautiful. And hopefully through this journey that you take with us over time, you'll get to know us better and those that we um, have on the podcast to really see how you can lean into that even further, like we're learning to do as our lovely little community. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Laura, did you drop your mic? I already dropped it literally, not in a like cool sort of kick-ass way, but I've dropped it, I don't know, three or four times this morning. (laughs) You, you had the premature mic drop. Oh, that sounds oh. painful. <laughs> That's for another episode, that, Nikki. I was going to say, where are we going here, ladies? <laughs> next season. <laughs> next season. <laughs> so, Oy vey. <laughs> um, so in talking about connection and especially reflecting on what has been going on for the whole world this year, I mean, talk about new experiences. Occasionally I'll go, did COVID happen just so I can connect to people? I mean, realistically, I know it didn't, but I'm curious to hear what comes up for you when you step or are pushed outside of that comfort zone into these new experiences. A couple of things. Joining CLCC, for a long time, I've decided I wanted to be a life coach. I'm a college golf coach. I've coached for 15 years. And I knew that I could reach a broader audience and different people other than 18 to 22 year olds. And so when I was sitting on my couch in August, I looked at what the program was and I was like, this is what I need to do. And then we go into 2020, the shit show that 2020 is. And if I didn't have CLCC, I don't know how I would be thriving right now. Like I am, Mm -hmm. I have learned how to work from home, how to connect with my family via Zoom, how to reach out to people I haven't talked to in years, how to make these new friendships with you and with other women in CLCC. And it's because I took that step to hit submit on the computer in August. And I'm, I'm just super grateful for this experience. Well, and who, who could have foreseen <laughs> this? Right? Who could have foreseen that this was going to happen? In January, we didn't even have a clue. Right. And now we have murder hornets. <laughs> you have murder uh, hornets. You, oh, that's yeah, right. Not in Canada. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the border has been closed to them as well. <laughs> that's really why it's closed. Seriously, the really should have gotten up there sooner. It's so interesting because I do 
recognize how much I'm thriving during this time. Like I am finally living the life the way that I feel like life, my life should be lived. And I feel really blessed. I recognize my privilege in these moments. I'm working really hard. It's not that life is easy, but I'm able to lean in in a way that I've never been able to do before. And in terms of the question that Nikki posed with what happens to us with new experiences, once I'm over that hump and once I'm into the new experience, whether I'm pushed or whether I took the leap myself, that's when my wings are open. It's like the getting to the edge of the cliff and staring over the side, I can stay there forever. And I'm really glad when I take the leap where I'm pushed because that's when I get to soar. And so when I think of new experiences, I think of, I try to get myself to that point of thinking of you're going to soar. You get to open your wings and feel the air underneath them. Just go for it because it's a great feeling. But getting to that point can be really, really hard. I'm noticing with new experiences such as CLCC or when I decided to join the online food program, there are parts of me that want to actually do the thing, right? Nobody tied my hand behind my back to force me to get on a plane to go to Petaluma. And then there are parts of me that are really resistant to change. And I think that's why I shared with you guys the coming all the way in and sitting all the way down. I realized several months into our program that I had not sat all the way down and I wanted to. And so I had to go get a COVID test for some medical procedures that I need to have done. And I noticed some anxiety coming up and I just, I've learned through the work that I do that rather than me trying to ignore that part that's really anxious and that anxiety, I'm better off addressing it. And so I just worked with that anxiety so that I could get through the COVID test, which wasn't as bad as I feared it would be. And it was just really important for me to be able to learn to sit with and feel those emotions as opposed to trying to shoving them away or kicking them to the curb. Well, and it's, it's, if you don't recognize them, acknowledge them, see them, they fight, right? Right. They're coming up. The more you shove them down, the more they're like trying to push back to the surface. (laughs) Right. So yeah. Esther that I listen to that he always says, feel the fuck out of your feelings. And that is something that I live my life by. And I think that's the thing with new experiences, all these new feelings come up and it's like, how am I supposed to feel these? And you just got to walk right into them, get to the other side. And sometimes you don't even know what they are, right? You're feeling something you don't recognize. And that can be hard. Like if you don't have a name for it, it's like, I don't even know what this is yet. And the way we learn is by leaning in. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, this, all of these, I don't know, feelings, emotions, I don't know what you want to call them. Like a lot of that is new for me and I'm still learning how to, to handle new experiences in in that area sometimes I got it like sometimes a new experience is like yeah let's go right like I think of you Laura and your parasailing I'm like yeah that's awesome (laughs) and then other times and then other times it's like I like like right like I don't it, it it seems much smaller but yet so much bigger and it is that that standing on the edge of the cliff, like Kim mentioned, and I don't know, for me, I'm still learning. What are those experiences that it's easy to just fall forward and just, right, just soar? And other times I am like, 
glued. I am cemented to that cliff and I cannot for the life of me, right? Lift one foot off the ground. And so I, I feel like I'm still learning what that is. I feel sometimes so young, so, I don't know what the word is, immature. Maybe that's not even the right word, but like just so little in in my experiences, in the knowledge that I have, because we build on that and we go and and I'm I'm still learning a lot of it. And that's okay. But it is it's a very interesting place to be. And COVID's really like the quarantine. I'm not sure that the world would have been so accessible to me as an introvert if we didn't have quarantine. Amen. Right? <laughs> uh, and by the way, the whole soaring thing, when we're all together and you all go parasailing, because I know you're excited about it, my feet are firmly fucking planted on the ground. <laughs> These Fs. This episode brought to you by the letter, the letter F. F. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say this episode brought to you by the F bomb. <laughs> It's all for you, Sarah. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. <laughs> so interesting. The challenges that COVID has brought, also being able to recognize the gifts of it and the ways that we adapt connection uh, because of it and all of the new experiences because of it. We allow the struggle, but we also can see the gift. And that's really recognizing all the parts. It's not easy. It's not always fun, but you can still have a good time. You can still have a virtual dance party. You can still, you know, celebrate the moments that you can find to celebrate in there. And speaking of celebration, dun, 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 dun. let's move into the lightning round, ladies. Oh, yeah. 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 So right. the rules for the group lightning round, just shout your answer out after I give you the topics. Everybody good? Good. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Starting out with controversial. Toilet paper, over or under? Over. 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 Ooh, universal over. I don't anticipate that happening again. <laughs> yeah, under's not even a no, thing. No, I, I am the person that if I go into somebody's house and it's under, <laughs> I flip it. Same, <laughs> me too. Really. I just gave you a I high five, totally Sarah. Do. Yes! <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to be that person and say it's the right way because that's the way that Toilet paper roll was patented. With it's it absolutely true. Yes. So I'm you, that person right now. <laughs> you use less squares when it's over. Oh, see, I don't even know about that, but I... <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. I do my part for the environment. <laughs> Sweet. We appreciate that. Second question. Top or bottom? Top. Top. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm leaving that to everybody's imagination what that was in reference to, just so y'all know. Kim? Depends. Depends. It depends. (laughs) I'm just going to wait till you stop saying it depends. It depends. All right. What are we on? Number three, the book or the movie? Book. Book. Absolutely the book. Nice. I got two that we've all agreed on. I don't know how that happened. Question number four. Ooh, this is a tricky one. Puffs Plus or Kleenex? <laughs> what? Puffs you Plus? Kleenex? Do you like the lotion on the Kleenex or do you like the oh, not puffs, lotion on the Kleenex? Oh, clo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Lotion. <laughs> lotion, lotion. Not, no lotion, please. 
because <gasps> I will inadvertently use them to clean my glasses and yeah. then, then I'm screwed. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. I don't wear glasses, so that never occurs to me. What about a hanky? What? What? How old are you? Are you, are you my <laughs> grandfather? What? A hanky? <laughs> That's the best word. Hanky. I'm going to say it many times today. <laughs> now I feel like my, I want my fifth question to be, do you call it hanky panky or sex? X. <laughs> X. I don't care what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> Kim can't even say it. I wanted can't to see how red I word. could get Kim with that last question. I can't even breathe from the last one. <laughs> Kim, what was the last question in case it didn't get picked up on the microphone? What was it? <laughs> you call it hanky panky or sex? <gasps> Ooh, Kim's owning it. Ah, yeah. Well, you can't see me, so I have no issues. <laughs> you want to talk about sex, baby? I can do that. <laughs> you can't see me. Did anybody hear salt and pepper in their head besides me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I heard it as I said it too. So. <laughs> All right. On that note, I think that was five. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this first episode of The Best Parts. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're joining us to connect and explore what that means. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, have a great day. And remember that all your parts are important. Thanks for joining us for it. The Best Parts.